Hey there, friends. My name is Tracy East, and welcome to the Revelation Wellness Podcast. We have such a treat in store for you today. You are about to hear an interview between Elisa and our friend Crystal Evans Hurst. Crystal and Elisa sat down to talk about Crystal's brand new book, The 28 Day Prayer Journey, and it was such an inspiring conversation. So we can't wait for you to hear the practical, hands-on, boots-on-the-ground advice that Crystal is about to give us about how to freshen up and wake up and inspire your journey with prayer. But before we get started, we want to remind you that we are currently enrolling for Revelation Wellness Instructor Training Platoon 26. It's hard to believe that we are in the last couple months of the year and in February it will be time to launch our next platoon of Revelation Wellness Instructors in Training. And if you haven't heard for only the second time ever, our instructor training for Platoon 26 has moved completely online. That means wherever you are in the world, it is accessible to you. For the safety and convenience of everybody, we are going to do our online training for Platoon 26 and it is half off the cost of our normal price of instructor training. So if you feel like this is something that perks up your ears and it makes your heart beat faster, would you go to our website, download a packet, and you can get started talking to one of our amazing enrollment advisors who will answer your questions, who will love you well, and who will cheer you on and pray for you. We can't wait to see what the Lord has in store for, for Platoon 26, and we hope you are part of that journey. Now, let's get started listening to this amazing and inspiring conversation between Elisa and Crystal Evans Hurst. Peace. This is the beautiful, wonderful, lovely Crystal Evans Hurst, who makes me a better disciple of Jesus. And she is here today to talk about her latest book on prayer, 28 Days of Prayer, A Conversation with God. Is it something like that? I love the title. Was it something like about a conversation with God? A Daily Guide to Conversations with God. I love that. Hi, Crystal. Hi, Lisa. Thanks for having oh, me. I'm so and taking glad. And taking me on live with all your people. <laughs> She was ready. I was like, girl, I'm wearing a muumuu today. I have on a muumuu. We love you in your, we don't, what, what else would we want you in? Please, please be only who you can be. All right. So a book on prayer. Yes. How did this happen? Was it? I, I totally sensed accidentally. It, I was going to say, I sense this is one of those organic things. This Tell me about a, it. I need help with prayer. So <laughs> if I write some things down every time I pray, as I seek to pray consistently, Maybe if I tell people that I'm going to do it, and, and as I write some things down, I share those things with other people, yeah. that telling them I'll do it and being responsible so true. for doing what I said I was going to do in a way that mm. blesses other people. And I don't want to fail other people, mm. so I will do it. And so for 28 days, I um, wrote all this stuff. And so that's where the words came from, but it wasn't to write a book. It was just back when Instagram used to be chronological. And, oh, yeah. uh, and I would post and if you came on, you would see it, you know, yeah. so that's, that's what that was. And, so this um, is, this is a while ago that you, this content. Uh, four or five years. Yeah. Wow. And are you still practicing these things? Would you say in your prayer life? 
Yeah, I think the the issue for me was not the things. The issue for me was doing the things. So mm-hmm. like some people will say they struggle with prayer because they don't actually know what to say to God. I didn't really struggle with that. Some people don't pray because they're like, I know that there's technically like a little formula with prayer and mm-hmm. I don't know what that is. I knew what the formula was, you know, and formula, I use that word lightly. Yeah. I knew what the areas were that communication of, with God would typically fall in when you hear teachings about prayer. I knew that. I just wasn't doing it. So what I was saying was I wanted to be more consistent. So if you ask me, am I more consistent now? I do. Um, now I feel like I've gotten so good at the, as you go prayers, the pray without ceasing. Yeah. Yes. Always on. So I can say whatever I want to, whenever I want to, but now I'm wanting to, um, that has, that has definitely carried over. Now what I want to do though, is do what I feel like we feel like we should do. Um, which is to have that set aside time for deep time, deep conversation. Like if you're dating your husband and y'all are communicating all day long, you can totally have full conversations in bite-sized chunks. Mm-hmm. Like, what time are you going for dinner? No problem. Or, you know, have a great day or, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. Did you get the text from the kid? Cause they forgot their lunch or, mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, that meeting was really tough. How'd your presentation go? You can do that all day long. Mm-hmm. And that's a great way to be connected. But we all know if you're in a serious dating relationship, you have a great friend that you've known for a long time. Of course, if you're married, that every now and then you ought to have set aside time to look them in the face for an elongated period of time. So when you're married, you schedule that weekly or monthly date night. Or when you have a friend, you, you especially as you get older, I think you try to get intentional, like once a year, once a quarter, like seeing that group of friends and making time to see yeah. what's going on. And so right now the consistency is there with mm-hmm. the ongoing prayers, because it's just, I just feel like yeah, I'm there, and I can say what, what I need to say when I need to say it. But now I'm trying to go. Okay, get up early in the morning, <laughs> Crystal. And instead of doing all the things but prayer, like yeah. make time for quiet stillness. Yeah. But what happens is we get hung up on the way we think prayer should be. Like Come I gotta on. have a Bible with a pen and you know a notebook by the back door in my special chair. And because we can't do that, we don't do anything. Mm-hmm. And so what this book is about is the as you go prayer. It is the if you don't have the book and the pencil and the notebook, then you can totally, as you do dishes, have a whole conversation. As you drop the kids off at school or wait in the carpool line to pick them up, have a quick conversation. As you, if your kids are at home doing virtual school, say, leave me alone for an hour. That's for free. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Leave you, let your kids know they need to leave mm-hmm. you alone for an hour. Mm-hmm. But when in that hour that you say, come take 15 minutes, and I'm just going to give concentrated focus time to my relationship with God. That's kind of where I am now. I love that. And I think that's something I feel God right now in this season, prayer, prayer, prayer. It just keeps coming up. Other people are really focused into pushing into prayer. And it's one of those, is it? It's Second Chronicles talks about, but if my people will humble themselves, mm-hmm. pray, seek mm-hmm. my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and heal their land. Like if there was ever mm-hmm. a time we need some healing. And this time that we're in has given us given us space and time to reflect. And I think I talked to you last time we talked, Crystal. I don't know when were, were we like right, maybe right before COVID. I think pre-bit like I feel like we just talk all the time. I don't even know what <laughs> it was. Like, okay, well, our conversations are like when we pick them back up, we're just like, where do we live? Where, where were you doing last? I know I'm like, I've been in COVID with you the whole time. But um <laughs> that you know, like we are like, oh, we're all going to have time. We're going to have more time on our hands. How you been doing with the time? Like, have you managed to fill the time? And so then we go, where's my prayer life in all this time? So I don't know if you're into the Enneagram. I'm not really. Oh yeah. 
I, I'm, I am, I'm but in, I'm, not. I'm in enough. I'm not like the, I don't know everyone. I haven't read a book. I haven't been to a class, <laughs> but it's one of those things because it's kind of the hot thing. If you're depending on what your circle of influence is. Sure. I, um, I know I'm a three and I've learned a lot by osmosis from um, one of the girls on my team. Who's totally, totally into it. <laughs> Threes. When the world slows down, we speed up. <laughs> oh, that's good. And so every day for six weeks, I went live every morning for Oof. six weeks. Oof. And then, um, <laughs> and of course, I'm writing a book as I release a book. And of course, um, with our church, we were not doing online services before. So then we go into online services, which one of my jobs, I have like five. One of my jobs is um, being a personal assistant to the senior pastor, who is my dad, which basically means mm-hmm. <clears throat> do whatever I need you to do when I need you to do it. Oh, so wow. mapping all of that out, coming up with program planning, discussing where they were like, the, you know, and the church, a lot of churches went into over overdrive when COVID because their people need to be served and they're scared and they want hope yeah. and they want to feel connected. True. So that happened. Um, then we had our church women's conference, which has never before been intentionally prepared for being online. And right. this is the first year, of course, that my mother has not been here because she yeah. passed away in December. So we're speeding up. I'm speeding up, taking care of my dad and all the things that happen mm. when someone that loves you passes away. And there's just, there's just business to take care of speeding up. Cause I'm taking care of my dad speeding up because we're going to take care of church speeding up because I feel responsible to take care of my audience, like just speeding up. Yeah. So now cool. I'm like, Oh my gosh, it's almost October. <laughs> so what I have started doing, and this is what not threes do okay. when you're healthy, you know, you go, I don't even know all that, but I know when you're not healthy, you go to a nine. So yeah. what is happening in my life and nines like to rest and they're peacemakers. Yep. And they're, okay. So this is what's happening in my life. Crystal, can you know, <laughs> crystal, but they, crystal, but they call back and ask, no, I can't do it. But they said, but there, if you can find a date on your calendar when, mm-mm, no, I'm it's, not just doing it. stop. it's just a hard stop. So just you're going vision, 70 miles an hour. The cartoon and character s- that just splats. And then you slam on the brakes. That's why I have my red solo cup right here. <laughs> I did. Now I remember. I did see you. You you were awesome in COVID. I mean, you like from the get-go, but yeah. And it's so cool that his grace and his mercy, like these are what we learn, the rhythms mm-hmm. of, okay, I don't want to do that again to that and, intensity. And that's the key word. It's learn. So what yeah. I learned is I I I <laughs> The next time we have a major disaster situation, I will, I will pause a little longer yeah. before I decide to go into high gear. Cause my, yeah. my goal is to fix. My goal is to solve. Yeah. Wiring is how can I make this better? And then usually in the heat of the moment, it's like how people think they write their best papers when they stay up all night, the night before turning them out. Yeah. And really it's not that you write the best papers. It's that you're addicted to the adrenaline that happens when you wait till the last minute. And I think that sometimes what I have read as, well, I'm, I work really well in these situations is that I'm just used to working on adrenaline. So it's mm-hmm. familiar. So in a yeah. situation where the adrenaline starts flowing and I get a good idea and it, and it takes a lot to get it going, I just, you know, I feel like I'm thriving on that, but it's like, you know, a hit from sugar, it's not good for you at all, but for a Amen. second, it feels great. So that's right. It, it, it's like a fuel that gets it going, but it cannot sustain. <clears throat> it has sustain. no sustainability. Mm-mm. All right. So let's talk more about prayer. Cause I want you to, I, I think I'm feeling, like I said, this season that it is just, I need some rhythms. I need some rhythms. Now I feel 
Mm-hmm. I think uh, I'm pretty intentional about, and I think it is a discipline to just sit and be quiet and just that I don't I don't have a problem with that. Okay, so then prayer are was you, different. <laughs> are you hearing from God though? So I would ask, what is define yes. prayer? Define it to what's prayer mean to you? Prayer is a conversation with God, which means you talk sometimes, and often you should listen. Mm. Are you a better talker or listener? Much better talker. <laughs> but but there is something I learned years ago in a Bible study. It was a mom's Bible study, and I told one of the leaders of the Bible study, I'm trying to read these books, and I got these books about you know being a good mother to preschoolers. And and one of the ladies looked at me and she said, Mm-mm, "This is this is not your reading season." I said, what? So this is not your, re- your reading season. Mm. You have small children and you don't need to feel like you can't get it right mm. if you don't read a big old book. Yeah. I said, okay. So she said, what I want you to do is get up every morning, stretch your hands to heaven. Mm. And I want you to tell God, thank you for your day. Mm. And I want you to, um, to ask him what he wants you to do with your day. And then just sit there and wait. Mm. It may be five minutes. Mm-hmm. It may be 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. But you're going to just sit there until mm-hmm. you feel the peace of God to move on or until he drops someone's um, name into your head because you need to pray mm-hmm. for that person until mm-hmm. he mm-hmm. reminds you of something that you had written down on a to-do list last mm-hmm. year, but today's the day. Mm-hmm. Um, just sit there. And so, you know, what a lot of people would call, you know, call your subconscious or whatever. I just really feel like the Holy Spirit always is wanting to talk to us, Yeah, but he's true. not going to yell and he's not going to vie for our attention. Yeah. So that's, that's kind of where I am. I right love now. that. <clears throat> so if you're in the Facebook chat, you guys can kind of uh, answer that question. Are you a better talker or listener? I tend to think overall, I think we're better grumblers and complainers. Yeah. Like it's not even things. about talking. It's what are we talking about? Yeah. Amen. That's right. So when it comes to prayer, simply thinking about God, extending yourself to him and God, what are, what is it that you want for me? That's like just a good baseline takeaway. Would you agree with that for people? Yeah. 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 And I think, and I think he leads and guides and directs, but we need to be listening. And, you know, how many times have you said like, you've taken an action and then you've heard yourself say, oh, I knew I shouldn't have done that. Or I knew I should have waited or something told me. So God is always speaking. Now, sometimes, Mm -hmm. you know, listen, he created us girls. We are phenomenally made. And um, we do have a great intuition, many of us Mm -hmm. um, to varying Mm -hmm. degrees because it's a design. It's a woman thing. Mm -hmm. But also on top of design, which is why as women, we can be so powerful. We have this natural innate gifting that he gave us or intuition and just I call it my knower, Mm -hmm. but then with the Holy spirit, we have the additional layer of the God who knows all things informing us. Yeah, that's good. So, you know, what has happened in my marriage is my husband, you know, he may not agree. He may not like it, but if I say, you know, but I really think, you know, he'll kind of roll his eyes and he'll just be like, okay, whatever, you know, I've learned you're going to be right. You're going to be right. (laughs) And, and the thing is, you know, what I've learned is when I push past with what I can think, when yeah. I push past with the intuition God That's has right. given me, and when I do those two things without inviting him to inform me, mm. the Holy Spirit, I'm not walking forward fully informed, True. which means I'm going to have thoughts with, I knew that, but I didn't actually give myself the bandwidth for that thought, that emotion, that feeling, that decision to come to fruition. I just yeah, acted. Yeah, yeah. girl. So, 
That's a, that's that's a preach for all of us. And just side note, those of you that follow Revelation Wellness, you know, I'm talking always about the brain body connection. And mm-hmm. our brains just they are an as you wish organ. They don't have they're pretty neutral. Our minds are different than our brains. Our minds choose. We get to choose what am I thinking? But our brains have taken all this information. And so right now in COVID, all these things, we're just taking in this information. And if we receive it as our minds receive it as panic or fear, or I got to do something, then we keep feeding that limbic brain fire off. And we wonder, you know, it, it gets us by, it gets us by, but then we hit that wall. And yeah, so this but it's is, not optimal. Right. It's and there's not nothing to sustain. So in your book, you talk about the four basic tenets of prayer. Talk yes. about that. So basically, if you think about your relationships, so if you're married, think about your marriage. If you have a great girlfriend, think about that. If you have a sister, okay. Mm-hmm. If any of your relationships in your communication, if all you did was come to them and ask, this is what I need. Mm. This is what I want. Can you do this for me? Mm. Man, could you not have come through sooner for me? Okay. Do you have something? Can I borrow this from you? Would you, would you give me more of, if that's only what you said, you would know in humanity that that's not a balanced conversation. It's not a balanced relationship. It's all about you. You would venture to say that that person might be slightly narcissistic. If you have a great relationship, it is made up of other types of communication. Okay. Specifically, my husband, if I say, um, thank you so much, you know, for taking the trash out. Cause I know that it's kind of a, we're, we've moved. It's a new trash schedule. I really appreciate you remembering that. Yeah. Just as we go. Yeah. That makes balance come to our conversation. So if good. I also say, Hey, I know yesterday when you didn't take the trash out cause you forgot, I know it's a new schedule and I had no grace. I just want to say, I'm sorry. Cause I could have, Dang. You know, I could have said what I needed to say with more kindness, or I could have just taken it out myself. And I just didn't need to just lay it on you like that. I apologize. Or it could be, we're arguing about taking the trash out. He wants to take it out at six o'clock on Sunday night. And I'm like, no, I've just gotten started cleaning up on Sunday night. You can't take it out. And then on Monday morning, I can't get up. He can't get up early enough to get it out. We could argue about how we're going to do it. Or I could just say, you know what? I would really like for us to take out the trash later on Sunday night. But you know what? I know that you've got to get up early on Sunday mornings and, you know, let me know really what works for you. Like, this is what I'd like, but let me know what works for you so I can, you know, get in line um, if, if, if this is going to be burdensome. That's it good. changes the way you talk about the trash. Now, what yeah. I want is for the trash to go out. That's, That's right. what I want. That's right. what I want. Right. But around what I want, I can thank him for what he's done. I can thank him for how he does it. I can say, I'm sorry for where I have not been okay on that one issue. I can say, you know what? This is what I would like, but I know you have a thought too. And your thought may be different or in Bible language, maybe higher than mm-hmm. my thought. Maybe, you know, something I don't know about the trash. I mean, I don't know the trash, maybe, trash example may be falling apart here, but the point is around that one thing that I want there are lots of different conversations to have. Yeah. So when you have a relationship with your spouse, a relationship with a friend, a relationship with a mother or a sister, and you're saying, there's something that I want. If the only thing you're ever talking to them about is what you want, you don't have balanced communication. So with God, when you come to him, the four tenets of prayer are praise and give thanks, repent, ask, and yield. Always be willing to come to him with gratitude. Always be willing to say you're sorry. Be free to say what you need. And then once you put all that on the table, yield, knowing that if you don't get what you ask for, that's because his ways or his thoughts are higher than your thoughts. And Mm -hmm. so then you just defer. I trust that you Mm -hmm. don't want the trash in here either. 
And I trust that you have a plan for taking it out if you don't follow my prescription. Say those four uh, tenets again. Mm-hmm. Pra- praise. Praise and give thanks. Mm-hmm. Uh, repent. Mm-hmm. Ask. And yield. Love that. I'm taking notes, everyone. Write that down. That's just a good thing to put right there in your Bible journal, whatever it is you do in the morning to write some things down. And let's talk about journaling. I saw mm-hmm. that you, you're an avid journaler. Yes? I have history of being an avid journaler. <laughs> what does that mean? That means that I am a natural journaler, but I have not prioritized uh, um, making sure that my journal gets something every day. What, what has happened in its place is that I have become an avid picture taker because my pictures, the all 20,000 of them on my phone, <laughs> remind me of the things that have happened in my life. enough that if I want to go back and remember my life, they give me that. But there's nothing like writing because writing forces you to slow down and be intentional about the thoughts that you're putting on paper. And so I've got, I've always got a million journals always around little notebooks, but, um, but what I do do in my composition book, my daily composition book that I never leave home without, that is like the crazy woman's guide to Crystal's life. (laughs) I mean, it looks like the crazy a, woman's guide to Christianity. It looks like I have a beautiful <laughs> mind, right? <laughs> but but what I do is um, on the days when I'm writing to do list, I do write down like if something notable happened that day, nice. yeah. so that when I have time, I can go back and do more work. Such I'm such a big proponent of writing things down, and I did not grow up I that too. way. I did mm-hmm. not. I didn't grow up reading or writing like it wasn't something around me so um this is just something god has shown me the the delight of the discipline when you take the time to write things down and sometimes i find same thing with writing prayers down that's mm-hmm. a fascinating approach. absolutely do you want to talk a little bit more about that yes, writing prayers down i do here's the biggest reason to me to write your prayers down is because y'all we forget we are like sheep. The people of Israel, they begged to get out of mm. Egypt. And then as soon as he got them out, they started complaining. He's like, didn't you, don't you remember? You just asked me to get you out of here. And then as soon as they said, we're going to go hungry. Ah, he gave them manna. And yep. they forgot. The last yeah. God who gave us manna can meet our needs. And then we said, we're, we're sick of this. And then he gave them quail. And then it made them sick. And I mean, they kept forgetting that he was coming through for them. And then they kept complaining. How? And so yeah. even when we pray, we pray for what is the most poignant need at a, any given moment. And when that moment is passed, <clears throat> when the pain is passed, often we forget what we've asked God for. So here's number one. When you write it down, it gives you a trigger to remember what you ask God for. And sometimes it's not until you go through papers or you're looking through old journals where you're like, oh my gosh, I even forgot. I prayed that prayer yeah. and look how he came through. Yeah. Um, I just unearthed a piece of paper that had my goals that I wrote down when I was about 24. And oh, wow. one of my goals was... I wanted to be really intentional about developing a relationship with my daughter, Karis, so that when she was an adult, we could be friends. And? She, I don't I don't remember writing that down, but the fact that it's written, I took a picture of it, yeah. texted it to my daughter and said, look oh. how I was thinking about you when you were four. Wow. There are certain things that only happen. Also, when you write your prayers down, you slow down because you've got to actually identify what it is that you want. When you think about a toddler... And they're mm-hmm. whining and complaining and you're not giving it. And you're like, that's not, that's not even the issue. What do you want? That's right. Use your words. Right. What do you that's need? Good. Tell me. And they're just feeling it and they don't. And once you can isolate what the problem actually is, then you're like, oh, 
this is easy to solve, you know? And so they get all wigged out because they haven't isolated the actual need. When you write it down, you force yourself to think through, what am I actually saying it's here? True. What is actually the prayer request? Mm-hmm. Where do I actually need God? This is me being mad today. This is what I need. And when mm-hmm. you separate those two, the writing process helps you to not only see how what how your emotion is playing into the request, yeah. but it also shows you what your request actually is. Then the third reason to write it down, I believe, is that if you come back and you read it, uh, whether you are coming back often or not, to then have a record of how God has answered your prayers creates, builds your faith. Yeah. It builds your faith to Seriously. hear the testimonies of other people. Well, guess what? It can also build your faith, faith for you to see your own testimony written large. That's good. That's good. Preach. I'm doing this. That was good, everyone. <laughs> stick that one in your brain and hold on to it because that's so true. You know, it's my daughter. I have a 17-year-old daughter. How old are your kids again? Give me the ages. I have five kids from 28 to 11. <laughs> Girl, you running, mm-hmm. running like a full-time, whatever you need. You got a business at hand or you can start a little, little company of some kind with that age group. This girl is on fire in every <laughs> single way possible. That's crazy. And, that, and I, that may not always be a good, a good thing. <laughs> well, my 17-year-old daughter, you know, I only have one daughter. How many girls do you have? Two. Two. Okay. One daughter, one daughter, one son, but it's the daughter that can bring out the everything in me, right? The things, <laughs> um, the mirror gets held up to myself, but mm-hmm. um, we got to a point where, you know, she's a teenager and just thinking is crazy as we all did when we were teenagers. What, what age did the crazy start for you? Oh gosh. Crazy started, um, really got like silly, crazy. Like you, who, who are you talking to? You gotta be out of your mind about <laughs> 12, 13 for us. Yeah. Girl, how long did it last? Well, I'm still in it, girl. And how still, old is she now? It's getting better. It's getting better. And that's what I was going to share. 17. Okay. 17. Um, but one of the things we started incorporating was, and, and I love what you said, like you kind of use your words like we would say to a toddler. When yeah. We got to the point where when she would have some argument or some case that she's trying to present, we're not seeing it her way. And she's getting upset. We're like, listen. We go to your, please go to your room. We first, we listen. Okay. We're listening. We're trying to say what you're here. We hear what you're saying, but it doesn't, mm-hmm. it's not resonating for us. Could you go to your room? She has a journal that she just has to kind of work through for herself to get clear on what it is she's asking for. First of all, what triggered it? What am I feeling? What am I thinking about it? What am I wanting to do about it? And what can I do about it? So we just having her have to kind of think through the request that she's making and it's been delightful because then she comes back a little less charged. Like we said, mm-hmm. if you take that time to write it down, slow mm-hmm. it down, let's think through this. And um, sometimes she comes back with pretty valid arguments in the sense of, I forget what it's like to be a teenager, but because mm-hmm. she wrote it down, I now have a minute to slow myself down That's and right. hear it from a very reasonable place, not a reactive place. Yeah. So Writing just, slows us down. Mm-hmm. And it helps us to clarify our thoughts. Yes. And um, and that is a that is a beautiful thing. I think about David and the Psalms, you know, with the reason yeah. why we have them to read is because yeah. he wrote them down. Come on. <laughs> That's a good, good point. You know? I used All to right. read my journal to my girls every you birthday. Did? Every birthday. You read your journal? I would like, pull, I would pull out a journal, not the whole thing. I would I was pull say, out a journal. There's some things that need to be burned. 
Mm -hmm. I would pull out my journal and read an entry or two or three from my, say, if they were turning 14, from my 14th year. Uh And I read one time, I read this part where I, I, w- I was talking about my mother, how she was driving me crazy and da, 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 da. And I said, and I looked at my daughter and I said, is this sometimes how you feel about me? And she was just in there like, yeah. I said, do I have a great relationship with my mother? What do you think? She's like, yeah. I said, so this just goes to show you it will get better. Amen. Boom. That's so good. That's good. That's I good also told her anything that I tell you I, well, I said to her, I said, is this true? Is this how you feel? Is that true? I said, so here's the proof that I've been where you are. So you yeah. can believe that I know what I'm talking about, or you can choose to try to figure it out yourself. But in 10 years, the hard way or the easy way, you'll <laughs> learn that I knew what I was talking about. So you can just trust me now and save yourself some heartache and pain, or we can just go tit for tat and you can be miserable for the next 10 years. It's up to you. I tell me and my husband have decided we are going to have for each child a closing of the frontal lobe celebration. <laughs> like the closing with the Olympics. Like we're going to, we made it. <laughs> like at that point, this is all on you people. We have done our part to hold the, and fill the gap as much as we could. But man, mm-hmm. I know. Is anyone secretly? I know on Facebook, we're all like privately, you wait for that day when they go, dang, you were right. <laughs> And it happens. It happens. <laughs> I'm living for it. I'm, I'm, I'm believing for it for sure. All right, Crystal, I tell stop you. I have to yeah. stop you because what is the bell? Like you rang the bell and then I see the comments. They're like, you got to ring the bell on that one. So it what? Explain the bell. the bell dog thing. It is like, a little bit. It's a little bit of like when it's the kind of the virtual amen. Like we need to hear that. Say it again. Make it stick. Oh that is gosh, now. I that's need a my, bell. That's my new direction to go in. Yeah. <laughs> I need a bell. You, I'll send you one. I got, I got a laying around here. I okay. We got two more things to, to discuss. One yes. in closing about this book. So again, 28 days a prayer journey, uh, conversations with God, you guys, it's out now in all the places, right? All yes. the places. Um, who should get this book? Oh, well, I think everybody, but I'm not just saying that because it's a book and I'm trying to sell it. I'm saying that because yeah. if you're struggling with prayer, <clears throat> this will be in a, um, a welcoming, it will feel like I'm walking you through it. So yeah. it won't be, it won't be overwhelming. If you're experienced with prayer, um, I just think sometimes listening to somebody else pray or thinking about prayer through someone else's lens, it gives you a fresh perspective. I've had so many people saying to me, I don't necessarily have a problem with prayer, but I've never thought about praying about that. Mm. You know, I've never, I've not, I've never thought about thanking God for the person or the people who I remember introducing me to Jesus. Like who, who modeled Jesus for me? If I grew up in a Christian environment, who modeled Jesus for me? Thank you for placing those people in my path because they've affected who I am today. So like, that was one of the ones where we were kind of looking for different things to pray for. And I've had so many people say, it made me go down memory lane to see how God has been giving me something my whole life, leading me, reaching out to me, guiding me. And so I think whether the person is steeped in prayer and in their relationship with God or whether they're new, it'll be gentle guidance or encouraging fresh, unique reminders of how to introduce that conversation or reintroduce it. Love it. Okay. Now, before we go, 
Let's talk about health and fitness. No. (laughs) I want to talk. We're friends. I love you. I I know that you're always thinking. (laughs) What are you doing? (laughs) What else is on that desk now? Now I'm really intrigued. Oh, just um, uh, just some chicken soup and um, my red Solo cup. (laughs) And my chocolate chip cookie. Okay. For real. The last time we talked. Yes. Mm-hmm. You were trying some just like little baby steps. Mm-hmm. How to how, where and how and what, 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 what gets you? Stress. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And if I'm busy and overwhelmed, the first thing I stop thinking about is food. Yeah. You stop. Which means I just, which means I just grab oh, whatever. you mindlessly. I'm mindlessly eating. Just go. Or not. I forget. Mm, it's yeah. that's that's where I've been mm-hmm. because of a fairly stressful move the week that we moved. Mm-hmm. Um the week that we moved, the week before we moved, uh, we moved July the 21st and um July the 14th, my husband was in the hospital with COVID. Oh my gosh. That's so, right. I read and he that. was in the hospital for a week uh-huh. while we packed up to move. And then when we moved because of quarantining still, he was not a part of that move. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, we're trying to stay away from him, trying to move from one house into mm-hmm. the other house because, you know, things had already been scheduled, before, you know, so. Yeah. Yeah. So that's where I fell off right there. Okay. Let me ask you this. What's the one thing you don't ever punt on that you, you do like, you don't even have to think about doing it besides like brushing your teeth and stuff like that. Yeah. But part of your like wellness, self-care and soul care, what's the thing that you don't have to tell yourself to do it? Wellness and soul care. (laughs) I think before you said that, what came into my brain was work. I don't want to think about work. Um, wow. Okay, but that's could be three. That's, yeah, group. it's telling. Yeah. Uh huh. Uh huh. Um, apart from that, is I would say, how about sleep? Oh yeah. Okay. Yes. Good. That's good. So you get your sleep. You take your sleep seriously. I mean, I sleep. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone sleeps at some point. It's called passing out. <laughs> Well then, sometimes I mean I think that that's that is my just overall self care is my biggest challenge across all the versions of that. Mm-hmm. So I think that the the one thing that I do do religiously, but it's I at least it's not good. I'm not your I'm not your. I don't. You're not here. supposed to be the person okay, you because, are. Do you know how many people are are like resonating right now with this? This is the reality. Okay. So the thing is, is my self-care is a reactive, not proactive part of my life. When I need something, I know what I need and I know Mm -hmm. how to get it. Mm -hmm. So example, last Saturday, all Saturday, we're trying to still get, choose some furniture for some things. And we need a new mattress in 20 years. We've never bought a mattress. Somebody gave us the one we had and we're trying to, oh my gosh, who knew that mattresses was going to be such a stressful shopping situation. But I asked my husband all day on Saturday, do you want to go? Do you want to go to the furniture? Do you want to do it? And he was like, no, 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 no. By the time I got to the end of the day, I don't know what happened. I was so exasperated. Mm. And I said, I'm just going to go run an errand. This is like eight o'clock at night. And my husband said, okay, can I go with you? I was like, no, no. (laughs) And he just kind of looked at me shocked. And I was like, I need a timeout. Yeah. So what I'm very good at is knowing 
when I need space, when mm-hmm. I need quiet, when mm-hmm. I need, um, you know, just a little bit of recuperation, mm-hmm. I am good about taking it and I will mm-hmm. vocalize that. Mm-hmm. I'm just not very good about knowing that I need it before it's an, it's not negotiable. <laughs> what do so, you think? Mm-hmm. What do you think you need to make it a habit? Self-care habit. Mm-hmm. Oh, I just need to clear the table. Mm. I just need to clear the table. So it's just, you know, because of the move, because of the pandemic, because of things I cannot control um, that weren't of my doing, like going online for church and, um, and all the things that, of course, in this year I have to do to support my dad. And then a move that we didn't plan for this. It just, the right house came in the middle of, you know, a pandemic. So I think it is slowly clearing the table, not adding anything back and then replacing it with those things that I've lost. Yeah. So, um, yep. you know, it, it, and I know what the things are. Like, I know what my ground zero is, or I heard somebody just say recently, I heard what my, um, they call it an island of something. It's like a whole John Maxwell thing, but it's like, it's like, you know what your islands are, your pillars. I know what they are. Yeah. So it's just allowing things to, to, you know, to take them off or allowing yeah. them to go off and not replacing them with yeah. something else apart from those ground zero pillar things. Well, I'm your friend here cheering you on for that. You know me. I know. Um, any, any time, all the time. I'm sure I've totally probably just violated book interview rules. Are <laughs> the rules? I, I, I don't know. Just, I, I thought we just talk. I, that's exactly. And I'm like, how are you doing? I just, I just want to know how, how the self no, care is no. doing and caring for yourself. Okay. Yeah. No, it's, it's not horrible. It's just not where it needs to be. But it's a season and it's going to shift. I mean, and it's going to change. And there is this. I mean, this is on my desk, you know? Hey, see, that's fantastic. Alkaline water too. Well done. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's a good deal. I know what to do. Just got to do it. Okay. <laughs> One day, hiking rim to him. We're going to do Yes. That. Oh, I was like, she hasn't forgotten. I haven't she forgotten. I've told you. And actually, this year got canceled, clearly. So okay. 2021. 2021. What's yeah. the weekend? What's the weekend? September. In it's like the third week of September something. I'll send it to you when I hang up. All right. I'll send it's you a screenshot of what our September. dates are. I got to do that. I love it. It will scratch my achiever thing because I'll be being healthy and climbing things. I mean, so there you go. And I don't have to worry about you. You'll drag your bloody stumps out that canyon because you're three. Because I'm a three. (laughs) (laughs) All right, everyone. Well, go get the book. Go follow her on her podcast. You guys, she has a podcast, Instagram. Where should people go? Like, where would you send your people? Oh, I always tell people go to crystalevanshurst.com. And join the email list because there's a ton of things. And yeah. the email list is the one way you make sure you don't miss it. She truly does. And I vouch for that. She gives a wealth of information, like just serves. And I think that's why she needs a little rest. But <laughs> so good. You will be served, served, served. Um, so much goodness. Really, really good biblical teaching. Okay. I love you. Thank you for sharing your gifts with yes, us. And um, I, I know too. the next book is coming out like what in two weeks. So we'll, we'll talk again. <laughs> Close. <laughs>